Welcome back to the Dream Career Podcast. I'm Priscilla Jabouin, the Dream Career Expert, helping professional single women who are unhappy at work find more fulfillment and meaning in their career. By using my five-step self-discovery My Mapped Happiness Method, I guide you to discover what your heart truly desires and I help you gain the confidence to make it a reality so you can wake up to a career you love. Thank you for joining me for this month's episode as I introduce you to another fearless, amazing, passionate woman who's waking up to life and career she loves. So today I'm here with Tina, who's the founder of Yoga Attic, which is such a beautiful, um, you know, Tina, the first time I came into your space, I still remember, like, I was literally wowed. It's like I was stepping into a sanctuary and um, I could really feel the positive energy in your space. And I was really all of a sudden you know actually that day I was like maybe I'm not going to go to that retreat (laughs) I almost didn't go to the retreat and at the end of the day I'm like thank god I came because uh it was it was enchanting literally fell in love with your space um so Tina I always love to start my podcast with how do you define the dream career wow Thank you. And first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, For me, the dream career as a concept or my dream career. As people always ask me that. And I think it's like, yeah, for you, like when you think dream career, what is that? And then we can dive in definitely your dream career and how you got there. Perfect. So I would say, I think dream career would be living waking up in the in the morning and feeling aligned mm. and not just with your work but with your life as a whole because i really do think yeah so you were you were saying about how the dream career is about yeah feeling alive and aligned Yes, so I would say that for me, a dream career it is when you wake up in the morning and you feel completely aligned in your whole life. Um, in North America, our career takes such a big part of our life. But for me, a dream career is almost a place where what we do, how we contribute to the world, is so very much in alignment with us that it is just a way of living. Mm. And so I, I would say that there is an ease into it. Um, I hope that that is. That's yeah. your answer and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And as you were saying, and I was like thinking about some people that I look up to who are, And that alignment, and and it is, it's like a free flow. Um, Because we have a tendency, like you say, like career is really important in the North American life. And a lot of people, especially those who don't like their career, they have a tendency of being like, oh, it's okay, because that's my career. And then I have my personal life. But what we're trying to, well, one thing is like, no, it's not actually, it's your life. 
And when you can get to a point where it, it flows and you're like, it's part of my life. So I no longer need to be like, oh, thank God it's Friday. Cause Friday exactly. becomes, yeah. Friday is just another day of the week and it all like flows together. Um, definitely. So I'm curious to know, and I know a little bit about it, but I'm curious to know like your journey that got you from what you were doing before to deciding that yoga attic was going to open up and then to what yoga attic has become. Yes. Thank you. And it's funny because I've told that story many times and it always comes out a little bit differently. Um, so I worked in the post-education industry for about 10 years mm. and my career was going very well. On paper, like I would apply to jobs that would lead to another jobs and, and I was very engaged and very motivated and and now that I think of it, it, the last position that I had was such a wrong fit for me. Mm. And the environment, the team, the way people work on description, the, the job was very aligned with what I had done before. And it felt like a perfect next move. But I, when I was there, and it was actually for three years, I became so detached to myself. I felt a conflict with my values. I and I on one day I hit a wall and I had a burnout at the age of 30. Mm. And my partner uh, Guillaume was co-owner of a yoga studio at the time. At that point I was doing yoga occasionally, but it it wasn't my number one thing for wellness. And we were having dinner and I was exhausted. I felt empty. I knew I needed something. And he said, oh, we only have one spot left for teacher training. And that moment was so clear to me that I needed to take that spot. Mm -hmm. And it was starting that same week. And I just jumped in. I signed up. And it was an eight or nine month experience. And I jumped in with zero expectations. And that was a bit out of character for me because I always thought, what is the re next right thing to do? But there I had zero plan. But I, I practiced every day. I was journaling every day. And it just became this inner journey where I reconnected with myself. And I felt so connected to the community. And that feeling was so good and clear. And it brought me back to when I was working on the road a few years before. And I was traveling about 36 weeks a year. And I was living in hotels. And for me, that was not, I felt so empty doing that. So I started staying in traditional bed and breakfasts. And I loved it. It was always stories of people who had big jobs and left them to live a simpler life. And <laughs> conversations with people who were on the road and who were often big dreamers and who mm. wanted to have true experiences. And, and those moments really fed me. And, and I was always fascinated by how personal the interactions got when you were sitting 
in a home. Mm. It is such a different feeling sitting at a restaurant, sitting in a meeting room, then sitting in a home, having a coffee at 7 a.m. The conversations are so personal. You talk about life, you talk about your dreams. And for me, Yoga Attic came together. It was like, how can I recreate this feeling? How can I take wow. the values, the core of yoga, bring that into with the sense of home that many of us crave in today's busy world? So taking elements of nature, home, movement, and bringing them together to create an experience. And it was always the foundations of Yogatic were always creating connection. How can I bring people together, bring people who come from different walks of life, who maybe don't know each other, get them to reconnect with themselves and then to each other. And I started that with no expectations of leaving my original job. I, I started it on weekends slowly. Everyone told me I was crazy and that no one would drive out of this city to my home <laughs> to come here. <laughs> it actually started on this space on top of our garage. Right. I it eight people in the room. It was like a little DIY room that was so simple. And then people came and I was so impressed right away by how meaningful it was. And then I just started adding more and more and the, the space grew very organically in our offerings and by what people enjoyed and by what people were asking for and by what was happening in the world. And today we're almost, we're starting our fourth year now and what is interesting is, especially because the pandemic forced us to change in so many ways, what we do here is we gather. Mm -hmm. And what we cannot do right now is gather. <laughs> but what, what is so fascinating to me and what I have truly learned in the last year is that we started with our why. We started with the essence of connecting and coming back to ourselves and especially in community and, and what people need now is exactly that. Yeah. And I was so surprised and pleased by seeing that connection is still possible without the beautiful space, without the nature. Yes, that, all, that is all wonderful aspects, but if we connect to those values first, we can get there in so many ways. Mm. So I'm talking to you today, still so inspired. <laughs> yeah, because um, right now you guys are on Zoom, right? Offering yes. your, your programs, yeah. And, and you know, and it's, the thing is like, I don't know, I have hopes that by the summer, we're gonna be back, you know, just, kind of like this past summer right it just felt back like normal and just yes. meetings and gatherings and I and I have this I'm like no I think I have a good feeling that we'll be back meeting in person yeah. again me too me yeah. too <laughs> yeah and so tell us what happened that led to you leaving your job to do that to do yoga addict full-time yes 
and it is so funny and and it's like it's always big moments that make you shift right mm -hmm. and so at that point um so i started yogatic in 2017 in 2018 about a year later uh, we decided to renovate the the attic we're using now so we added literally a whole level to our home a three level patio so that was not there at first okay so we took a big leap of faith and then a few months after we were done the renovations or maybe i'm off in my timing it's not important i think that's what happens to all of us when we tell our story and we, yes. well at some point this happened <laughs> Um, so at one point at, at my work, I was approached to have a promotion mm -hmm. and it was a director position and I was encouraged to apply. And like anyone, I was like, wow, they see me in that position. And I, I had such a big smile and I was excited, flattered, and I leave home and I'm like, sharing this and and the next morning i wake up and i imagined my life mm. and i was like if i take that what will my life look like mm. what and i imagined the people in those positions and and i knew them and and i love many of them but i imagined their life and it was so clear to me that it is not what i wanted Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I would have taken that opportunity or at least tried to get it, that I couldn't keep Yogatic going. It was like a choice. Mm -hmm. Do I go for that option and leave this that I'm, it was just starting and that I was truly enjoying? And the answer was like, I can't do that. I, I, I don't know what Yogatic will become. But it is so real and special. I need to know what could happen. Mm. So I went to my supervisor and I asked to meet her. And and I said, um, oh, I'm going to surprise you. And I was working in a university. So I'm speaking to the dean. And it's all about academics, right? Mm -hmm. And structure. And I tell her, I, I can't apply to that. I'm going to focus on my yoga business. <laughs> and honestly, you should have seen her face. It was so funny. It was a really funny moment. But for me, it was so real. And, mm -hmm. and I almost felt shame telling her that mm. because in that world, like I didn't feel like it was, I don't know. Valued, I didn't maybe? know exactly. But I knew it was real. I knew it was right. And so what I did instead is I asked her for a year off. Okay. And so it, I took a year off work. And for me, it was an opportunity to really push and see if it could be a real thing. Mm -hmm. Because we still had a home and engagements. We needed, like, I could not just quit right away. Right. So uh, the first year was a test. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't go back. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That's really awesome. It, it, it feels like it was the best decision I ever made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that first year was all about removing layers, unlearning, yeah. removing, stepping into my authentic self and allowing myself to really be who I want to be. And mm. yeah, I'm so happy I did it. It's amazing. Yeah. And we, we get to experience what that was, like the outcome of that decision. Um, mm. Definitely, like, you know, you mentioned that initially you just took that year off just to make sure like yoga addict would sustain itself. Um, when you decided, okay, I, I'm not going back, like, were there some fears and concerns? And can you tell us more about those? Yes, there definitely was because it was still fairly new. Yeah. And... I would say there were fears. Like I just wanted it to work mm -hmm. because um, like I would love to say that for us, it was just so, so it, it felt like a big engagement, right? We, we built it from the ground up. Many of the renos we did ourselves and it was okay, just, wow. and for me, if my partner like, was supporting me in the way he was like, yes, do it, leave your job, let's try this. Like I kind of owed it to my family to make it work. Mm. So th that was my biggest fear, I would say. Okay. That it wouldn't uh, work was your biggest fear. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. And, but otherwise it always felt so honest and I always wanted it to bring it to the next step and and that I never questioned leaving the job after like it, it was there was never doubt about it yeah and I and even today I can't say that I ever missed it mm -hmm. or mm. it always felt like the right decision yeah which I think it I mean I would say that it often is when you're stepping into the dream because the dream becomes that much more important like and in your case it's really like the dream was much more important than the fears or the concern it was just yes. like let me let me try this like a hundred percent and see what happens and it's true that when we go full on a hundred percent and i think that's the scary part because it's like you know you're going in a hundred percent you're so afraid to be disappointed but often it's when you go in a hundred percent that the outcome you want actually like, yes. comes up right yes yeah. and to be honest like for me the risk of not trying was so much more scary mm -hmm. not knowing the potential because it always felt so good and it really feels like i'm giving back and that mm -hmm. it feels meaningful in every way so the risk of not knowing what it could become was so much more scary than the risk of it not working even yeah 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 and I, uh, you know, it's something that I, I sometimes talk about with clients because there's always like that. Um, so if we take that, for example, of that moment of choice between, okay, do I go and ex explore what that is or not explore it? It's like that fear of it not becoming becomes a reality if you don't explore it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's like you're literally creating it by not doing it. Exactly. So sometimes people are like, oh, okay, so let me actually take the actions. Cause I'm like, you don't, that's the thing. Like often you don't want to go back and say, well, I, what if I had, or I didn't. And I find like with younger, with younger people also, it's like so important. Cause then there was this client and we literally started calculating like, okay, if you go back to school and do this, like how many years is going to take you? And, and, you know, and, and we got to like the age of 34 and I'm like, now imagine you're 34 and you didn't go back to do what you really wanted to do. Then what? Right. And, and it's just like those eight years of studies was so worth it. Cause I'm like, imagine you're 34 and you didn't do it then. So now at 34, you're waking Mm -hmm. up and now you want to do it. And then we started calculating. I'm like, so that brings you now to 42. So now at 42, you're adding those eight years. Um, I mean, it's, it's a crazy way to look at it, but I think like yes. with that client, we had to look at it that way um, for them to be like, okay, let me just go do what I really want to do. But I find like, first of all, it's never too late. So even if you're waking up at 40 and you're like, wow, I've always wanted to do this and I didn't do it. I always tell people, well, go for it. Cause that could be like another 20, let's say like you're 40. So maybe if you really want to retire in your sixties, that's still like another 20 years of your life. Mm-hmm. And when you look at 20 years, like so much can happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I always, when fears come up, the reality is like fears will always come up. So we're, we face certain fears and we're like, oh, okay, now like that fear is gone, but then like a new one comes exactly. in, right? And then it's really making that distinction of like, well, is this really something I really want? Then, okay, I'm afraid, let me do it anyway. Or mm-hmm. is this something like I don't want? And then I just make it like say no to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, and I was going to say a, fe- a, a big fear was also like allowing myself to be vulnerable mm. because I had been working for a decade in a world that was so structured and that even knowing if it, it felt completely right, owning up to the fact that I wanted to do something that was maybe had less security around it or more risk and less serious in a mm-hmm. way. Although I but it's so serious over I mean, that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at first it was really like okay, stepping into that vulnerable world and owning up to those that inner voice was yeah. a scary thing. But I encourage everyone to do that. Yeah. Can you speak more about that piece of security? Because I definitely, that's something that comes up for people a lot. And I find like, you know, that financial piece, that security, that stability is often the thing that keeps people from really going all in. Yes. Yeah. And and I will say, maybe it's a less traditional answer that I will give, but... I was always someone who worked super hard. I think Mm. it it was like ingrained in me that you have to work hard. And that is even something I'm trying to unlearn. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that bothered me in a very traditional environment is that right away when you work, you are told what you are going to get. And it doesn't matter what the person beside you and it or how much you give or how much the minute you have the position you know what you are going to get 
And I, I think it really depends on people's personalities. For some people, that can be so amazing. And there are definitely benefits to, to that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it always bothered me that I could not get more, even if I gave my everything, mm. that someone else was deciding for me. So are you talking about like what you're going to get in terms of like the, the income? In or? terms of income or even like new jobs or like it bothered me that someone else was deciding mm. for me what I was good enough for, not mm. good enough. Like it, I never understood that part for me. And there for me, emotionally, there is so much more. I feel so much better in being completely responsible for what I can get. That's awesome. And and I really find freedom in that concept of if I want to give a lot and do like I'm responsible for what I will earn and what I can create. Mm. That also means that there is no limit to it. That's amazing. And and I think that is a concept that sometimes we forget when we talk about that security is what if you could even get more exactly oh my gosh I love that I love that you just said that because for me it's about it's really about empowerment and it's that like you said like I think people don't realize that when you work for someone and you're like yeah but I have my benefits I have my pension plan and all that stuff like you are depending on someone else to put the basically the spoon in your mouth right Mm And then what if that, what if that system falls apart? Because we're seeing a system falling apart oh, right now. Oh, yes, we we're really totally, are. Yeah, we're seeing a system falling apart. And I'm kind of sitting back and I'm, I'm witnessing it. And I'm like, let's see what happens. Because at this point, like anything can happen, right? We've, as a society, um, so usually it's like when you have your little world experience of stepping mm-hmm. outside of the comfort zone, like you experience things that are beyond what you thought was possible. And I feel like as a society, we've experienced something that we, we wouldn't even have imagined. Um, so yeah, so there's like those both like, well, do you want someone else, like you said, to take care of you and to have these limits on you and to decide what you get or what you don't get? Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's really what it yes. is. Or do you want to have full and complete control of your life, which often and that can look like anything because I I love how you were describing you know this is the type of person that I am I love to know that I'm in control of what happens and what I'm creating and what I encourage my clients to do is identify for themselves like yeah so what type of life do you actually want to live because society tells us that this is a status quo and this is how you should live because this is how Mm -hmm. this is what will make you happy like those are the underlying messages of everything that's presented to us But if we took a step back from that, we might realize like, is that really what I want? Like, I've had to ask myself, like, you know, every, most people my age in the Ottawa region own a house and Mm. I really always have to ask myself, but is that something that I actually want? And it's, it's actually not. And it's hard for me to even sit with like, I don't want to own a big, like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care. Yeah. To. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, but even that is hard sometimes because the society is like, but you should, like, you should, this is so important. Like, it's almost like this is important to your full, like, um, being, I don't know what is important to actually, honestly, I think mm. it's important to your status at your age or whichever. Um, but I think that's the really, really important piece is really getting clear about, well, 
who am I as an individual and what does that look like then mm. you know because everybody's dream career is so different yes and and I love this idea of making your own rules mm. I have a 16 month old and even before I got pregnant like I was making these giant spreads of food for the retreats I always had this vision of me in the kitchen working with my baby like while carrying my baby yeah and I I started working again not fully right away but this will sound so crazy to many people but we have a one-year program where women come once a month and mm -hmm. they come the full year and you get to know each other very well when you meet once a month and the entire time I was pregnant we were meeting so when I had my baby I wanted this community these women to meet him and we had a retreat scheduled five days after my birth wow. and I was there on the couch with my baby and our living room was full of these women and my parents and my parents-in-law were like what are you doing Tina and I was like no these are my people and we were passing the baby around and <laughs> it was the most beautiful experience so hard to understand for some people but for me it was perfect yeah but it's like the power of community because I think that when you think about communities that's what they do they introduce the baby to the women and the village yes. and I think that that's like I I hear I hear you I hear you that it was more of like this isn't because I think what the thing with the dream career is like it's not work people <laughs> like it doesn't feel like work right it's it's my life and mm -hmm. it it supports me or like I often tell people for me it becomes my playground like I'm actually playing and I'm creating and it doesn't feel like you wake up and you look back and you're like, oh, I created this. And it's like, sometimes I realize I, I need to sit down and really digest like what I've created. Cause for me, I was just playing the whole time. And then, oh, look what I created while I was playing, right? Mm. I love it. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like it's it's awesome but I, that's the thing like it's just awesome and for me it's always like oh and and I'm still discovering myself right I'm still like oh so what are those moments where when it really feels like play and I'm really having fun because there are moments when it's like okay you know what that part I don't really enjoy it that much or that actually stresses me out like how can I change that or what do I need mm -hmm. to do differently and I guess you know we were kind of talking about this before but what are some aspects that you absolutely feel are absolutely amazing to waking up to like yoga addict and this life that you've created for yourself and also like what are parts that sometimes you could do without yes and and that is i like i told you before i love this question because mm -hmm. often when you do choose the work that you do or you create your own business when you look from the outside people think that it is easy or it is the best or you love everything that you're doing and there was a lot of learning over the last few years and and being such a small business you have your hands in every role and yeah. often you have to 
figure things out on your own. And I will tell you, um, I, I really learned that I love the creating part. Mm. I love the food. I love creating the concepts. I love to teach. I am present at every event. We have a book club now that I am not leading and I'm still going. And it's not because I want to like micromanage, but it is because I just love it. Mm. I, I, I love the community aspect and I love the community and it's also in my home. So it's hard for me to not want to be there. Yeah. Um, but there are other parts like the emails. I am so not good at staying on top of my inbox. Like <laughs> I tried many systems. Like I'm just owning up to the fact I'm, I still have to do it, mm -hmm. but that is not my strength. Um, and over the past year, I have learned to delegate. And I realized at one point, well, I realized during my pregnancy, actually, that if I wanted to grow, that I needed to learn how to ask for help. Mm. And if I wanted this to be sustainable, I needed to plan ahead and to change the structure that if something happens to me, or if I cannot be there, it doesn't stop. Mm. And that was a big wake-up call. So we're still a very small team. And my husband now is a very active member in the business. And he takes care. And he's a software engineer. And oh, awesome. our, our strength <laughs> really complete each other. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. So he takes care of the things that I'm not very good at so now our website is so much more beautiful than it mm. used to be two years ago when I did it all um uh, we have Rebecca who writes for us she writes the newsletters and she has become really a part of our family mm -hmm. and she also does more than the newsletters uh, but she does more content and she helps prepare that which allows me to really stay connected to that the vision and the creation. Mm. And I, I still do things that I don't like, but I think it's important to create your zone yes. and to see where can you really put your energy in the right spot to allow you to grow and to nourish that inspiration. And I think in a way I'm, I'm trying to separate myself from yoga addict mm. and put my my contribution as tina in the right role mm. for the for yoga addict to grow this is i don't know if that makes yeah. sense i i mean it makes sense to me i don't know if it makes sense to listeners because <laughs> yeah. i know well i mean i i get it also because when we're when we we become the business right so it's not like this like yes it's the business we're creating but at the end of the day it's like we are the business and it yeah. is important what you're saying to like when you do want your business to grow into its full potential you do at some point need to step away to be like okay how does it grow on its own because yeah. as long as the business remains you then it's it's limiting to a certain extent because there's just so much like as individuals that we can do yes and also i think 
like it really becomes your baby right when you create it from scratch yeah and and you need to be honest with yourself where where am i like to allow it to grow and to, especially when you're bringing other people in mm-hmm. and I, I love the idea of having more people contribute and whether that is teachers or or I would love to have a bigger team eventually mm-hmm. and and that means also adding new perspectives into the concept as a whole yeah yeah and yeah, and I think that's, I mean, there's, there's just so much potential there and it's just so beautiful. And I know this, this summer also, you were sharing with me that you even rent out the space for small weddings, which is like a gorgeous, yes. gorgeous spot for a small wedding. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just like, I think there's like, when we use our imagination and our creativity, like the possibilities are endless. Right. And then it's just aligning those possibilities with, well, is that aligned with who I am and and our mission and what we really want to create or not? But I think like I yeah, I always like tell my clients, like, just give yourself permission to imagine. Like, what would it look like? Don't worry about if you think it exists or not. Just give yourself that space to imagine. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I love to be guided by a feeling right mm-hmm. start from there like a, is, I think it's Daniel Laporte that talks about this a lot but yes start with that first feeling and then then move towards the action and towards yeah. what it could potentially look like and that mm-hmm. opens up so much possibility like when we talked about the pandemic earlier like this summer I was gardening one day my hobbies are really like a grandma <laughs> I love, I love yeah, it's, yeah, it's separating and, that stereotype to give yourself permission to do that because if people saw your garden, they'd want to be in there too. Yeah, I, yeah, I love it. And I was gardening one day thinking of like just at that time, I, w- I kept hearing about parents and people who worked from home who, mm. who like felt overwhelmed in their space and the kids at home doing school and I was like oh my god I have so much space outside people can Mm. still meet outside oh my gosh and and that is when we had the idea of the Mm co-working and and at first when I said that idea a lot I was like how will that fit in what we do but it it all comes back to this same feeling of feeling connected Mm -hmm. and like living a life that is mindful and and we added yoga in there and like ah, great food. Amazing. And so I think when you, yeah, we, it's really important what you just said to allow yourself to dream bigger and to evolve and to change. Yeah, because I can just see like people like sitting, like, you know, I've had the experience of yoga attic and just even sitting on the porch. And then if I had kids, then yeah, seeing them running around in the garden, that would make complete sense complete sense and then they're playing with each other and they're outdoors and and kids kids need that too I think that's definitely part of what I think was has been really sad around the pandemic is just that the the kind of restrictions we've put on children on their childhood Mm -hmm. and just what you know they're meant to be doing which is just playing and having fun without being like don't hug your friend it's like (laughs) yes it's like ridiculous to ask a kid like just anyway we'll leave my opinion about COVID to the side. 
Um, but uh, Tina, like when, so a lot of the people I work with, um, and I mean, it's most of the people I work with, they're already ready to like take an actually some initial step. But for the listeners out there who might be feeling that tug, but there's just a lot of, of fear around taking that next step. Like what would be maybe like a couple of tips or two or three tips that you would have for them to support them in like going it, going for it? Yeah. I, I would say that you don't need to have the concept figured out to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't need to be perfect for you to start. Yeah. And you don't need, it doesn't need to be drastic either. It, you don't have to change your life completely from one day to the other. Maybe you just do one thing and you see how that feels. Mm-hmm. And then you adjust. And then, and, and I love working in that way because I think it really allows you to make it very intentional. And if at every move you ask yourself, does this feel like the right move? Does this align with where I want to go in the future? Then you will get wherever you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, know well how many, I don't know how many that is, but uh, <laughs> that's what I would suggest. Yeah, I think that's a powerful one. Definitely. I Now I've decided, like, sometimes I'm just randomly talking to someone, oh, that's a really good way of presenting it. So uh, recently I've been presenting it as like a treasure hunt. Mm. It's like, yeah, so you know what your treasure is. So the treasure would be the vision that you've imagined. And then often people get stuck in the how, which is like all the, all the different steps to get to the treasure, the vision, right? And I was telling a client, I'm like, you need to first, you need to start with the first clue because if you don't at least step into the first clue or do whatever the first clue is asking you to do, you're never going to find the second clue and the third clue and the fourth clue that's going to bring you to the treasure. So you need to go back to that initial like step. And I'm like, oh, that was like super good way of like presenting it, which is basically what you're telling people. Like, if you feel like you want to do something, that it be like, you want to dance or you want to sing or you want to draw or you want to just take a course like just take it without it meaning like oh this is what's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen you might just take the course exactly. and enjoy the course or you might take the course and you meet someone that tells you something that you're like wow I didn't know this and that leads to like another door like we really yes. never know yeah and there's so many like it is so different what we offer now than what we offered four years ago. And, Mm. and it is all the people that we met along the way and small contributions and influences. And, and it really did feel aligned the entire time. And I have no idea what it's going to look like. I, I was talking to a friend last week and they were like, what are you doing next? like what what would you like it to look like and I was like Mm -hmm. I have no clue and honestly I'm happy today and I know I will be happy tomorrow because Mm. I will make the decision that is honest oh that's awesome yeah Yeah. so Tina where can people find you um so right now it is so easy to find us because we are mostly online yeah so uh, you can follow us on instagram at yogatic and um, our website is yogatic.ca 
Um, we're hosting right now uh, Daily Awakenings, which is a morning mm. program, which is feeding my heart. It is really a community that practice together. We work on one theme every month. We also host our live program, which is the one-year program that I've been talking about. And we will be keep, keep adding, adding offerings throughout the year. And when things open up again, you can find us here. If you have, if you are in the Ottawa area or you're planning to visit, um, this is a wonderful space to come back to yourself and to meet good people. It is, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It, it's an absolute honor. Like I said, like your your space is like beautiful, and I I wanted to to share what you're doing with. I guess I'll say the world. I, I know it's not the world listening to me yet, but it will be at some point. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Millions, so much. at least millions. Yeah. It's my vision. Thank you. All right, Tina, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dream Career Podcast. Again, I'm Priscilla Jabouin, the Dream Career Expert, inspiring you to wake up to life and career you love. Don't miss the next conversation. New episodes come out on the last day of each month. I really look forward to introducing you to another fearless, amazing, passionate woman who's waking up to a life and career she loves. If you're looking for some additional inspiration between episodes, you can sign up to receive my monthly soul tips and inspiration newsletter on my website at mymaptohappiness.com under the contact me tab. See you in a month.